so much for your continued support for the ministries of the church. Your giving allows us to reach many more people beyond the walls of uh, this church and beyond even the city of Makati. Praise be to God. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> We've been uh, away for a while. We visited our kids abroad and so... Uh, it's my first chance to actually greet you even though it's two weeks old already. Sabi naman ni Pastor Joey kanina umaga, hanggat January, Happy New Year pa rin eh. So, Happy New Year. <laughs> right. So, this year, our theme will be the same as last year, restoration and expansion. Because we believe God is not done yet. He still wants to restore so much of our lives, so many people, and wants to expand our uh, areas of influence. Today, we'll focus lang on Restoration, all right? Restoration. In the dictionary, it says uh, it defines the word restoration, meaning to bring something back to its former form or original design. To refresh, to renew, to rejuvenate, to make like new. It implies a return to its original state after a time of depletion. So things grow old, things deplete, things depreciate, and life gets broken along the way. There is no such thing as everything is just perfect from beginning to end. Things, there are disruptions in life. And so sometimes, because of those disruptions, we lose our equilibrium. Parang nawala na tayo ng, you know, what's going on in our life? And so sometimes, because of that, then we panic, we react, and we make things worse. Scripture tells us that God's plans for our lives are good and perfect. He never intends for us to live a broken uh, run-down kind of life. If that happens to us, it is usually a result of two things. One is our own actions. There are consequences to wrong decisions and behaviors. Okay? What you sow, you reap. Kung anong tinanim, siya mong aanihin. So if we keep sowing wrong decisions, wrong, wrong actions in our lives, there will be consequences down the line. You cannot avoid those consequences. It may for a while seem like, wow, I got away with something. They didn't find out. Nobody knew. Wow, okay, good. I'll keep doing it. But if you do that, you set yourself on a path that one day, things will catch up eventually with you. Someone once said that, you know, with sin, you know, it, it will require more from you than you actually, the pleasure that you actually got from it. Now, sometimes though, it is not your own actions, but the actions of others that cause you pain. So we're not here to what, what is uh, in the modern language calling uh, victim blaming. You know, like when something bad happens to you, it's your fault. Immediately, it's your fault. Well, not always. You may be driving really, really a good driver. But then there's a drunk driver who hits you. That's not your fault. You were, you were in the right lane. You were going on the right speed. It was somebody else's fault. But guess what? You're the one who is now in the hospital. The, 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 sometimes it's the drunken guy who comes out of it, okay. It's the other person that, that really gets hit. So sometimes your own actions bring you pain. Sometimes other people's actions bring you pain. But much of life is a combination of both. Regardless though of the source of your brokenness, God restores. God heals. God sets right everything in our lives. Here's the problem though, human nature, we try to solve it on our own. How many of you are like me, if it's, if it's broken, I'll try to fix it. 
And how many of you are like me? You're also not good at fixing it. And it gets worse. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I think I told you this story already one time that, you know, I, I really am not a handyman. I am not. My wife is a handywoman. She really can fix so much more than uh, whatever I break, she can fix, you know, in the house. In fact, if something is broken, even my own kids, hindi na kailangan memorize yan. They already know who's at fault. That's usually me. Okay? There's a, there's a glass that's broken, a plate that's broken, a door that's broken. Eh, si Papa yan. Okay? They kind of already know it's me. And usually, Barbara can, can fix it. So one time, it was a doorknob, you know, that, you know, got loose. So, of course, you try, you know, you want to be a good handyman. So, I bought the doorknob and I tried to put it in and it won't fit. Sabi ko, wow, siguro lalakihan dapat ang butas. So, <laughs> so, I actually got tools to make the hole bigger. And I put the doorknob and guess what? The doorknob went in. <laughs> I did not go in, the doorknob went in, okay? meaning that the hole was too big. So you end up having to now do a, a makeover of the entire thing. That's just me. But that's really what human nature is all about. We try to fix it, then we make it worse. If you let God fix it though, He restores it. Not just to its original state, to something even better than it was before. I tell you, if, if I had determined my own life my own way, I would not, I think, be where I am right now. It would be in, I would be in a much worse state than I am right now only by the grace of God. One such person that we will read today in the New Testament is a woman by the name of Mary Magdalene. Now, just like I shared a few weeks ago before Christmas, in those days, there is no last name. Jesus Christ, Christ is not last name. It's Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Savior. That is his title, not his last name. Same with Mary Magdalene. She is Mary of Magdala. Magdala is a town. And those people who come from that town are called Magdalene. So if I happen to be born in Magdala, I will be Albert Magdalene. Pastor, <laughs> So, because that's where you come from. So Jesus the Nazarene, Jesus of Nazareth. So, but the word Magdalene has come through his, down through history as symbolizing immorality, sinfulness, and a kind of person that is rejected in society. So allow me to read the lyrics of a very famous song by a very famous Filipino artist. My apologies to our foreign friends in the house. I will have to read it in Tagalog. This is Freddy Aguilar's Magdalena. Magdalena. Tingin sa'yo'y isang putik, larawan mo'y nilalait. Magdalena, ikaw ay hindi maintindihan. Ikay isang kapuspalad, bigo ka pa sa pag-ibig. Hindi ka nag-aral pagkat wala kang pera. Kaya ikay namasukan doon sa mabini na padpat. Mula noon, binagsagan kang kalapating, mababa ang lipad. <laughs> Hindi mo man ito nais, ikay walang magagawa pagkat kailangan mong mabuhay sa mundo. So, this is not the life she would have wanted, but it's the life that she felt forced into because there was no other way for her to survive. Tinitiis mo ang lahat, kay hirap ng kalagayan, ang pangarap mong maahon sa hirap, kaya ikay namasukan doon sa mabini na padpad. Tapos sabi niya, Magdalena, ikaw ay sawing palad. Wow, can you imagine? Your name represents misfortune. Your name represents a painful life that you cannot get away 
and get out of. Kailan kanila maintindihan Magdalena? Kailan kanila maintindihan? I won't even try to sing it. There's another, a more modern one. And I, this one, I even dare not try because this is Glock 9. And this is not a song, it's a rap. So I won't even try. Okay? But here are the words. Magdalena, anong problema? Ba't di ka makawala sa kadena? At sa gabi-gabi, ikaw ay nasa selda. Nahanap buhay mo ngayon. Magdalena, anong problema? Alam naman natin na dati kang nena. Meaning you were such a young, last a young virgin. At sa iyong ama, ikaw ay prinsesa. Ano nangyari sa'yo? Ito'y kwento ng isang babaeng tulog sa umaga, gising sa gabi. Ang kanyang mukha'y puno ng kolorete, um, full of makeup, no? Sa lugar na ang ilaw ay patay sindi. Simula na natin ang istorya. Ayan. And then it goes on a, on a rap that I won't even, even try. But notice, both songs with the title of Magdalena bases it on the biblical character of Magdalena but focuses only on that side of the story that is painful, that is immoral, that is ungodly. But the biblical Magdalene is so much more than that. In fact, her life is a life of redemption and restoration. So how come then that the name Magdalene represented that kind of a person? As we will read today, there is no indication of an immoral life for this woman. So what happened? There are two other women in the New Testament with no name that got attached to Magdalene somewhere throughout history. One story is in John chapter 8, the woman caught in adultery. She was dragged out People with stones were ready to stone her to death. And then what did Jesus say? He who is without sin, let him cast or throw the first stone. And then of course, everyone felt convicted. They dropped their stones because they realized, maybe I'm not worthy of doing that. But the woman had no name. Another woman is in Luke chapter 7. Jesus was having dinner in a Pharisee's house and then a woman barges in uninvited, starts crying at the feet of Jesus and starts wiping the tears with her hair. And Jesus pronounces to her, woman, your sins are forgiven. In the case of the woman caught in adultery, remember what Jesus said also, right? Your sins are forgiven, go and sin no more. So in both cases, those women with no name had lived an immoral life and had been redeemed by Jesus. Magdalene's story, however, we're not sure if she's those two people because those two women had no name. But she had a name, and she has a story, and we will read today. So sometimes throughout church history and church tradition, stories get mixed up. So along the way, Mary of Magdala became an immoral woman. Whether she is or not, we don't know. What we do know is this story in Luke chapter 8. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. So apparently more than one woman had been set free from demons. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Oh my gosh. To even have one is already bad enough. Ano? 
Now, we use demon in a metaphorical way nowadays. Talagang demonyo yung anong na yan eh. You know? You know, we point to someone, right? Uh, your neighbor, your boss, somebody, a government official. Demonyo talaga yan, you know? And even one of those is already enough to cause you grief, right? And that's only a metaphorical demon. What about an actual demon? And seven. And not like the metaphorical demon, the government official, the neighbor, or what. You can run away from them. But if the demon lives in you, you cannot run away. Wherever you go, you bring the demon with you. Correct? You can even bring the demon to church. Because <laughs> if it is inside of you, it's inside of you. Unless Jesus sets you free. So then later on, he tells a few other women here, Joanna, uh, Susanna, and then the last verse is important. These women were helping to support them, meaning Jesus and the disciples, out of their own means. Wow. So these women had been possessed by evil spirits and had lived a broken life and maybe a useless, unproductive life because if you're possessed by evil spirits, just as we've read in other parts of the New Testament, they cannot be productive. How can you be productive? Pagising mo palang sa umaga, you can already hear voices telling you all sorts of crazy things. So they cannot be productive. They cannot have families. So they are rejected in society. All of a sudden now, they are supporters of the ministry of Christ. Wow. They are the advanced party wherever Jesus and the disciples are going. They arrange the Airbnb. Okay. They arrange the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They arrange all sorts of things. Uh, dito ho kayo magpipreach this morning. Mamayang hapon, nandun kayo. Mamayang gabi, nandito. But you will have lunch first, and then rest, and then dinner. Wow. All of the arrangements. And how many of you would agree, women are good at that? Right? If the men are the ones who are in charge, I tell you, I, I went on a retreat with some, uh, some of our pastors in our previous church. All men. And, uh, and all of us, our wives said, are you sure you're not going to bring us along? Well, we can handle it. We're, we're good. So we arrive at the retreat place. And then we started asking each other, oh, may, sino nagdala ng tubig? Wala. We went to the CR, walang toilet paper. Well, as in the, the house was empty. Walang electric fan, walang mattress. As in, that's what happens when men are in charge of something exclusively. Okay? Kaya God bless the women. Okay? Mommies, wives, if you were not part of our lives, we would have messed up a whole lot. Okay? So, these women are in charge. Oh, sabi ng mga, makinig ka, makinig ka. Okay? Sabi ng mga misses. So, okay. so, the story tells us again, she was set free from demon oppression and she became a productive actual supporter of the ministry of Jesus. Matthew 27. When the centurion and those with him, this is now the crucifixion, who were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. So these were the same women. Among them were Mary Magdalene and a few others. Wow. Where were the disciples, the twelve? Where were they when Jesus was dying on the cross? Nowhere to be found. Peter, James, John, and the rest, they were all in hiding, scared. The women were brave. Atapang atao, mga babae. That's why, uh, you, you, you sabi nga, no? ano, ano sabi nga? 
there is nothing more fearful than a woman's corn or something like that. Diba? There's a saying like that, right? <laughs> There's nothing more dangerous than a woman's corn. I always say, you know, to, to, to husbands especially, you know, uh, fear God and fear wife. You will live a good life, I'm telling you. Because if, if, you, if you do that, I tell you that's, that, that's a good kind of life. All right. So, but anyway, these women were there. They were brave. They were not scared of the Roman officials, of the Pharisees, the, the disciples. They were scared. Mark chapter 16. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Wow. Not to Peter, not to James, not to John, to Mary. Again, because the men were not there. Not only were they not there during the crucifixion, on the first day of the week, which we celebrate now as Easter Sunday, where were the women? They wanted to bring herbs and spices to sort of like, uh, you know, parang the, the smell of a bad, of, of a dead person, right? By the third day, medyo mabaho na. So they wanted to bring spices for the body of Jesus. But what happened? When they get there, the stone has been rolled away, the cave is uh, empty, the, the, the Roman guards are nowhere to be found. And then Jesus shows up and shows himself, Mary. And Mary says, Rabona, you know, my teacher. And then, of course, we know the rest of the story. Mary runs and tells the other disciples, where did Peter, James, and John hear that Jesus is alive? From Mary Magdalene. Wow. Demon-possessed, set free, serving the Lord, there at the crucifixion, there at the resurrection. So we think about evangelists when you, when you get a trivia question, for example. Name the four evangelists. What does that mean? It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. By evangelist, it means gospel writer. The ones who wrote the good news. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all wrote after the fact. Years later. Mark wrote maybe 20 years later. Then Matthew and Luke. John wrote almost 50 years later. Later, Mary Magdalene was there at the scene on the actual day. Think about that. God bless the women of the world. Amen? Kung may katabi kang kababaihan, God bless you, sister. Talagang iba kayong mga kababaihan. Matatapang talaga kayo. And by the way, let me say something about, you know, uh, you've heard the phrase, the women are the weaker sex, right? The women are weaker sex. I saw a YouTube uh, video about this, you know. Uh, some men volunteered to know the experience of childbirth. They attached all of these different wires to simulate the pain of childbirth. And they increased the pain and at 10 is when the, you actually give birth, right? So they get one, two, and the, the men is like, you know, three, four, and then my five, you know, and they give up. Men cannot handle the pain. Of childbirth. Women can. And if you are here and you're a mother, and if you're a mother of more than one, God bless you. Natiis mo yun while your husband is there uh, enjoying himself, you know. Acts chapter 1. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. And then it narrates who were there. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. Now, this is not Judas Iscariot. There are two Judes, no? The other Jude is the one that the Beatles sing about. 
Diba this one? Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, why not specify the other women? Well, because they were already specified in the Gospels. Who were they at the resurrection, uh, crucifixion, resurrection, and now at the coming of the Holy Spirit, they were there also. It's not only the men that were filled by the Holy Spirit. Women were filled by the Holy Spirit. That's why men and women together, we are redeemed equally and we are able to be filled by the Spirit equally and we are able to serve the Lord equally. Every ministry of the Lord, both men and women can function in. I believe that with all of my heart. That women can be, and has proven in our church, can be pastors, can be evangelists, can be teachers and preachers and everything else because we've seen it in the New Testament and we see it all throughout history and here in Beginnings Church, we see it as well. Amen? Palakpakan nyo naman yung ating women pastors here. Pastor Ana, Pastor Josie. Thank you, Lord. So, she was there at the crucifixion of Jesus. She was the first eyewitness of the resurrection. She was also there to receive the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. From demon possession, life of pain and agony, brokenness, uselessness, to being now a child of God, forgiven, redeemed, set free, now serving the Lord, there at the crucifixion, there at the resurrection, there at Pentecost. Mary Magdalene is a prime example of God's restoring power through an encounter with Jesus Christ. No matter what your past is, your future can be so much greater in the Lord. Amen? No one is beyond redemption. No one is beyond restoration. Any person who surrenders their life to Jesus Christ, their story can be like Mary Magdalene's. You don't have to be, by the way, possessed by seven demons, okay? <laughs> Pastor Roman, I'm not, I, I don't think I am, you know, I'm possessed, you know. Yeah, that's probably true. But you are just as broken. You are just as messed up. No, not me, all those people. Yes, but you see, that's our problem as humans. No? We think others are so much worse than us because we highlight their sins and hide our own. So when someone falls, see, look at that, see? But then, for us, we try to hide our own so we look more godly than them. But if we are all exposed, all of us will be exposed as sinful disobedient, rebellious, ungodly people. Apart from Christ, we all deserve the wrath of God. Not a single person on the planet since the time of Adam to the time when Jesus returns deserves to be called godly or holy by themselves. We are all ungodly and unholy by ourselves. It is only because of Jesus Christ that we have become holy and godly. Amen? So we have no right to pass judgment and look down on others. Really? Given the right circumstances and situations, you might actually do the exact same thing. Because all of us are broken and sinful in our core until Christ comes to redeem us. So through Jesus, God can restore us from our sinful, empty lives to give us a brand new life and a life full of God's grace and purpose. I don't mind being named Magdalene because she represents the person, 
that God can transform by the power of Christ. So go ahead and call me Albert Magdalin. I don't mind. <laughs> because that only means one thing. I used to be broken and now I am whole. I used to be useless and now I'm very useful. I used to have a life filled with anxiety, worry, fear, doubt, and now I'm full of faith and hope for the future because my God is mighty to save. Hallelujah. Amen. So give thanks to God for that because if you can testify the same, we all have that kind of story to tell. Whatever our background may be, we, we come from different backgrounds and shapes and forms, you know. But God brings us together as the church. You know, one time I preached and used this metaphor. And I asked one of our members, can you look for, for me? Can you, can you buy or look for different kinds of stones or rocks? Small, big, round, rectangular, smooth, rough. And, and it's just bring those rocks to church on Sunday. So she was very creative. I think she found like a hundred different kinds of rocks, you know, and laid it out in the front of, of the stage. And then I said, each one of us is one of these rocks. Some of us are round. Some of us are square. Some of us are rectangular. Some of us are smooth. But some of us are very rough. Some of us are tiny and some of us are large depending on what your placement is in society. But all those rocks are all broken and needs to be brought together by the blood of Christ. And when he brings us together as a church, the wonderful thing is the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. And no matter what shape or form you are as a rock, he brings us together to form a spiritual house. That is the church. That's why when you look around this church or any church, we don't all look alike, sound alike, dress alike, right? I mean, if we did, cool to natayo. You know, if we all look exactly alike, the length of hair all the same, isa lang ang barbero natin, isa lang ang beautician natin, <laughs> isa, isa lang ang, we shop in the same store, you know? All of us have the same bank, all of our kids go to the same school, that's a cult, Okay? When you cannot anymore make personal decisions that are different from others, that's a sign of a cult. But in the body of Christ, we are all unique and diverse and yet united under the Lordship of Christ. So look around you and see, wow, I don't look like you, thank God. And you don't look like me, thank God also. But we all look beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. Amen? Amen? We all look beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. Sabi nga, walang pangit sa mata ng Diyos. Sa mata ng tao, marami. <laughs> Pero sa mata ng Diyos, wala. Ay, nako, Lord. Sorry. So, just like Mary Magdalene, we can receive forgiveness through the cross of Christ. No one is beyond the forgiveness of Jesus. No matter how big the sin, all we need to do is to confess it, to repent from it, and to acknowledge that Christ alone can wash away that sin. Not anything that you can do, no amount of money, no amount of goodness on your part can cancel your own sin. Only the blood of Christ shed on the cross of Calvary can wash away our sin. We can be set free from our bandages, no matter what the bandages might be. Some of our bandages are very obvious to others. That's why we immediately judge people. Ay, nako, smoking, woo! you know. Hey, grabe naman to drink. Tinong naman yun, no? Grabe, you know. Look at how they dress. Because it's very obvious. But a lot of other sins, worse than that, cannot be seen. 
Pride is seen by everyone sometimes except the person who has it. Yabang ng taong to. Pero to the, to the actual person, hindi. Magaling lang talaga ako eh. Mas magaling naman talaga ako sa'yo. Hindi <laughs> yabang yun. Sabi ko, it's hard to be humble when you look so good. Sabi ng isang song. Masyadong <laughs> bilib sa sarili. But we all have all sorts of bandages. Greed is a bandage. Envy is a bandage. All kinds of things. Not so obvious and so we are able to hide them but it will rear its ugly head in different ways. But Christ can set us free. We can become useful in the ministry of Jesus through His church. You know, you've seen the worship team a while ago. You have the tech team here and everyone who serves. You don't have to serve in the same ministry if you don't have that gift. Yeah, you don't. Wag mo na ambisyonin, kapatid, maging part ng worship team kung wala ka naman talaga nun. You know, I've seen some videos na ganyan eh. You know, God bless you, you know. I, we will find something else for you to do. But don't be on the stage here because your voice is somewhere out there in a land far, far away. Okay? <laughs> so, um, there was, in, in, in the first years that I got born again in, there was an usher who was like six foot five. Huge man. Stands at the door. And as people come in, Good morning! That's really how he greets people. As you're coming, good morning. In my head, I'm trying to think, I'm sure there's a ministry for this man, but not an usher, not a doorkeeper. Not a, you don't want people to have a heart attack as they're coming inside uh, to the church. you know. So we all have different gifts. We can all be useful in the body of Christ. And for some of us, your gift is giving. Praise the Lord. You know, that you are, you are not only able to, but you are willing to. There's someone in, you know, that Barbara and I have known many years, and, and, and her, her email to us always would be, just let me know, Pastor, if there's anything. It's an OFW, works abroad. See, there's anything. And sometimes I'll email her and say, I'm embarrassed to mention this because we're, we're going to do this, etc. And so you've already given so much, so I'm embarrassed. But since you told me, just let me know. And she would say, no, Pastor, don't be embarrassed because it's not a burden, it's a joy. Wow. Praise the Lord. There's another one that we know for many years and gone on to the Lord already. He said to me one time, Pastor, I, I don't come to church for what I can get. I come to church for what I can give. You know, sana all. You know, right? I mean, can you imagine if every believer of Jesus comes to church and says, ang lakas naman ng worship. Ang ingay nung ano, ang haba ng ganito. You know, everything that you can complain about instead of saying, God, thank you for these young people that are giving their time, their energy, their resource, their own money just to be able to serve the Lord in this ministry. Wow. Find something to highlight that is good instead of finding fault always or what is wrong or what is lacking. You all have a gift that you can serve the Lord. We can also all be an evangelist. And I'm not talking of the title or the position of evangelist. No? I'm talking of a person who shares the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think uh, my PowerPoint is about three slides late now. <laughs> we can all be an evangelist. We can all bear witness to the good news that Jesus changes lives. So all of us, you know, all of us can have different ministries. But there is one kind of ministry that for me, surpasses all in terms of just bringing the joy of the Lord. 
Nothing ever makes the God of heaven happier than when a lost soul comes to faith in Christ. Jesus himself says so, right? In the prodigal son. There is rejoicing, if, if you read the verse, there is rejoicing around the angels of heaven. Well, think about who, who is around the angels of heaven? Who is there? Well, God. God himself rejoices when a lost soul comes to faith in Christ. So if you happen to be that person who leads that person into the kingdom of God, there is no greater sense of joy than to be like a, uh, a midwife, right? You are the one who helped facilitate birth. In this case, spiritual birth. And we can all be filled with the Holy Spirit. Men and women, young and old. No one is outside of the uh, inclusion of God in terms of being filled by the Holy Spirit. There at Pentecost, men and women, and Peter would preach in Pentecost, Young men will prophesy, old men will dream dreams. So there's no age limit. The youngest to the oldest can be filled by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Did you notice this when you came in? It's behind your seat there. This is based on Pastor Joseph's preaching last Sunday. Life-changing yes to Jesus. I urge you to go ahead and check. You should actually check all of it, you know. But if you want to be um, humble and realistic, makalimaka lang dyan. Masaya ka na, no? You know. But today, I want to offer to you the flip side. I'll ask the praise team to already come up. So I was praying about this, Lord, how, how do I end this message? You know. So we say yes to Jesus and we should do that every day. From the moment you wake up, yes, Lord. Today, I will be a prayer warrior. And I will pray not just for my needs, but the needs of others. Today, I will be devoted to your word. I'll open your word, I'll read. Today, I will worship you. Not just, I don't have to wait until Sunday. Today, on a Monday, I'll worship you in the office, in the school, in the house. I'll do that. So, our yes to Jesus should be a daily occurrence of our life. But today, I want to tell you, we can receive the yes of Jesus. Today, it is not us that will just say yes to Jesus. Today, we will receive his yes. Because the word of God says, every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ. And so therefore, as we start off the year, we want to be able to say, does Jesus want to save us? Yes. Does Jesus want to save my children? Yes. Does Jesus want to forgive us of our sins? Yes. Does Jesus want to set us free from our bandages? Yes. Does Jesus want to restore our health? Yes. Does Jesus want to restore our finances? Yes. Does Jesus want to restore our passion to serve Him? Yes. Does Jesus want to fill us with His Spirit? Yes. Every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ. And so today, I want us to receive His yes to our prayers, to our longings, to our desires, to our saying, God, last year was tough, but I made it through. And now I'm entering a brand new year. I don't know what's going to happen. But Lord, I know you're with me. So I'm going to receive from you your yes. Can we stand right now? Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you today, just as you did last week and in previous weeks, coming forward, making a commitment to Christ to say yes. Today, I'll be the first. Because I want to receive 
the yes of Jesus in my life and for my family. I want to receive God's salvation, God's provision, God's protection, God's deliverance. I want to receive better health this year, physically, emotionally, mentally. I want to receive financial provision this year, freedom from death in Jesus' name. If you're that, then you come forward. I want to receive today God's yes on my relationships. I want to receive today God's yes to our marriage and to our family. Come forward and say, God, today, I will receive your yes. Your yes. Lord Jesus, we will stand here today on behalf of our families, on behalf of our friends and loved ones. Yes, Lord, I receive your yes. Worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. song be our song of worship and declaration today. Everyone needs compassion A love that's never failing Let mercy fall Don't be embarrassed to come forward because all of us need it. Everyone needs forgiveness. Oh Lord Jesus We all need forgiveness Restoration in our families, in our homes our jobs, our health our business, if your business has been shaky, come forward. Receive from Jesus his yes. Thank you, Lord. Savior, he can move. You have a mountain you're unable to move. Let Jesus move it for you. Our God is mighty, mighty, mighty. If you're having a struggle with your child or one of your children, come forward and say, God, I receive your yes that you will save my children. You will transform them and set them free in the name of Jesus. So take me as you find me. Oh, my fears and
Lord Jesus, move mountains tonight. Any hindrances in our lives. Save us, Lord God. Rescue us, provide for us, heal us. Set us free. Can you just lift up your hands to God? In your own way, I will give you a few moments. Go ahead and say to the Lord what is in your heart. The burdens that you have been carrying, whether they be relational, financial, physical, burdens in the home, burdens in the workplace, whatever it may be, mental and emotional stress and anxiety, fears, worries. Just say it to the Lord today and today receive His yes. To say, my child, I say yes to your request. I say yes to your prayer. I will bring healing and deliverance to you. I will bring provisions into your life. But remember, whenever the Lord says yes to us, it also comes with His words of affirmation. You are loved by God. But it also comes with the words of admonition. My child, I want to deliver you from this. But you have to stop doing what you've been doing that leads you into this mess. Decision makings in your life, actions, words that you pronounce that is self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, one time I, I counseled someone and, and she said, Pastor, why is it that any, everything I think about and say, it happens? I, I said, what do you mean? Well, I, my, my child was going to take this major exam and, and I said anak I don't think you will pass it and he didn't pass and my husband was about to apply for this job and I said sweetheart I don't think you're going to get that job and he didn't get it and she just went on and on and on and I said because you've been pronouncing curses to your own family you're saying it the power of our words releases it and so when we say it it, it becomes self-fulfilling prophecy I say, try this next time. Try this. Anak, you will pass this exam. You will graduate. Sweetheart, you will get that promotion. You will get that business deal. Start pronouncing the promises of God instead of the curses on your life. Don't be a mouthpiece for the evil one. It is the devil that wants to pronounce curses on us. But if we allow him, our own lips pronounce it to ourselves and to others. Don't do that. Let your words be words of life and healing to your own family, to your own company that you work for. You know, pronounce blessing on your company. Hey, if, if you're working for that, if that company prospers, you prosper with it. Don't pronounce curses on our nation because if our nation becomes cursed, we suffer along with it. Let us begin to pronounce God's grace instead, the life of Christ. Let's pronounce His blessing on ourselves and on our families and on our children, our children's children, on our friends, on our office mates, on our companies, and on our church. Lord, we pronounce your blessings on Beginnings Church. This will be a great year, a year of restoration. You will restore many people's lives and families. Broken people will be made whole in the name of Jesus. 
debts will be canceled this year in the name of Jesus. Sicknesses recurring that keeps happening and happening and happening. You will break that by the power of Christ in the name of Jesus. Relationships that have been strained forever. You will bring healing, forgiveness, restoration in the name of Jesus. In, in marriages, Lord, if there are any marriages in our church that, that the evil one has tried to break apart. Lord God, we pronounce healing and reconciliation and harmony and love, restoration of love between husband and wife. Lord, if there are parents and children you know, there's, there is tension between mother and daughter, husband and uh, daddy and son or whatever, Lord, today, God, we pray, you will begin the healing process and our families will be restored. You will restore harmony and peace joy, laughter in our house. Maybe some of our homes, matagal na kayong hindi nagtatawanan sa inyong sariling bahay. Lord, restore laughter in our homes. Restore smiles on our faces. Kapatid, kung matagal ka na nakasimangot, let the Lord give you joy today. If your heart and mind is so burdened by the worries of this life, lahat na lang ng problema ng mundo, pati yung hindi mo naman kayang kontrolin. Yung gera sa Israel, yung gera sa Ukraine, yung mga bagay na yan. We, are, we don't have the power to change some of those things. We can pray, but you carrying that burden will not change it. Only God can change those situations. Whatever you are able to change, you change. And it starts with you, your own thoughts, your own words, your own actions, your own behaviors, your own decisions. If you want this to be a year of restoration in your life, make those changes, kapatid. Make those changes. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you change, not your spouse, not your children. Change you. You. Let the Lord change you. Because once that happens, just like with Mary Magdalene, once she was set free, she became productive, fruitful in her life. She became useful in the kingdom of God. She even became the first evangelist, the first witness that Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Lord, use us for your glory. If there are any of us here uh, that have remained uncommitted and unengaged in the life of this church, let this be the year. Join a habits class. Join a life group. You know, connect a ministry of the church if you have a talent on our skill music in, or in tech or in arts anything volunteer your time and energy kapatid you will not be on the losing end nothing you give to the Lord will cause a loss for you it's only a gain for you and as the Lord urges you be more of a giver this year if you are not a tither, be a tither this year. If you're already a tither, be a more generous giver this year. Be the kind of person that God can use to help another person who is in need. At hindi yung palaging yung ating sarili ang naiisip. Lord, use me to be a blessing to someone else this year. Oh Lord, fill us with your spirit. Let's lift your hands up. Say, God, would you fill me with your spirit right now? Lord, I, sometimes I feel dry and empty. Fill me right now, Lord.
Fill my life, Lord God. I am, a, I am an empty vessel in your hands right now. Fill me, Lord. Fill me. So that I will move more in the fruit of the Spirit and in the gifts of the Spirit and in the life of the Spirit. Oh, Lord Jesus, let, let my life testify that you are for real. Let my own family see Jesus is real. Let my office mates and classmates see Jesus is real. Let my neighbors see it. Let everyone that I interact with see it. Jesus is for real. Hallelujah. Lord, today we receive your yes. Every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ. And all God's people say amen. Hallelujah. Turn around and just tell someone you are blessed. You are blessed. Go ahead, give someone a warm hug. Pag beso-beso, wala nang COVID. <laughs> God bless you all. Have a great day and week ahead. See you next Sunday. Thank you, worship team, for leading us. Thank you, thank team and our ushers. Kids Church, praise the Lord. Amen.